Um, what I want to be doing before we look at the actual passage, I want to invite you to take a small risk. And here's, here's what I'm thinking about the risk for I'm going to invite you to take a small risk. If you really don't like it, don't invite me back. I'll be happy to I'm going to take a small risk to use our imagination for a And I'd like to do a magic situation. Some of you need to imagine that's closed right Some of you won't need to do that, but if you close your eyes and try to imagine, that's okay. And what I'd like to do is try to imagine. Um, uh, you somehow in the same You and Jesus are in some context together. It can be you're going to a high table. It could be you're sitting at your coffee table or a coffee table or whatever the coffee table. But try to imagine yourself in a space where it's just you and whatever you imagine Jesus, this space, this person, present with you, and you're talking together. You're wondering maybe about stuff that's going on. Going conversation together, things are going well. It's a good, kind of a good conversation between you and Jesus, the one who you talk. Imagine I were in that situation, all of a sudden, there's a class. Someone's like, so try to imagine you're there, and all of a sudden, all the happens in even great conversations, there's only one. Think about Some of us already have something coming up. We've been praying for a lot of immediately to this agreement that you have to be following the people who are part of the world. But we can also try to make a present of this person of the last Jesus Christ. Some of you have said that they could have a Maybe it's father, mother, sister, brother, child, or some kind of or there's some kind of person. Well, Jesus is like, that's the way to get out of the Some of us start to think maybe about our own church, maybe there's things around the church that concern the church would do this, or if we could grow this way, or maybe this is a better denomination. That's how we do the struggle of ongoing Maybe it's like a big global one. Maybe there's open around the world that can The point is, in the moment, what I want to do is, if you can, where you are face to face with Jesus, you say, What do you want to do? And if you could know something, I'm going to come back to that. I'm not going to tell me, I'm not going to share with anybody, but if you could, in your mind, or if you could take it away, I'll come back to it later on. It's important to know that we're going to come against this question in the story of the region. And it's important to just frame it before we get to one thing to us. Like, what would we say? And then see what the text does to inform our faith of it. That brings us to the text we're going to read Mark 10, that's 46 to 52. And the passage is a very short, very touchy one, Mark always short, always touchy, very concise. Here's a story I've ever heard before. But I'm going to ask you to read it with me um, in a way that you don't look real quick. You can look at it if you want to, but you don't. Just listen and you can just see the story. And it's a very active story. There's people and they're shouting and there's conversation, and so you can even try to imagine. But as you listen to the story, it was going to sound strange. But Ask yourself, what's weird about this story? Because there are a couple of things that are really strange. 
And often we come across strange things in the passage of Hebrews, like, oh, this ignores the second part. It's kind of weird that it's not literal. So we're going to look at a couple of things that are really weird about this passage and see what the book of Second Samuel is about. I think I'll probably have a different version of this. I'm hoping you're going to project one up there that I'm going to be reading from that. Is that right? So here's what the word of God says. Then they came to Jericho with Jesus and his disciples. As Jesus and his disciples, together with the large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means from the Trinity, was sitting by the roadside and heard when Jesus asked, he would be the child. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And he rebuked him. He told him to be quiet. And he told him all the more, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped. He said, Quiet. He told the one who killed him. He follows him. So he just told the prophet, exactly. Thank you. 
in everyone in because that won't come. So, something that's to do with it, but something in the passage is important that you draw your attention to. If you have your Bible, if you don't know, you will see that. Just before this point, you can look it up here. Just before this point, there's a quiet conversation between Jesus and two of his disciples. These are two disciples who have seen Jesus. They walked with him. They eat with him. They watch him perform a miracle. They see him do all that. They know Jesus. And they have come to Jesus and they say, Jesus, if that's something you want to see, if you would do something for us, we really appreciate it. Jesus, what you're going to do. And he said, Can you be on your right and your left? The image here is, Can you be your two most self favorite people, the two most powerful people around you, your right hand, your left hand, can you be those positions right beside you? You know, important on that spot. So I think here, what's going to be important is two guys who know Jesus, see Jesus, walk with him, they listen to him, they see him preach and do miracles. If anyone should know who Jesus is, these two guys should. And they come and say, Jesus, if that's anyone who's going to do anything, the two most powerful, important people in your life. But there's a juxtaposition in the very next passage of Jesus. He's intersecting with a blind man called Tana in Jesus. Mark is very lucky that's what he did. There's a great deal of peace in Jesus. Don't have never followed Jesus anywhere. He's on the map. Not on the map. He's on the map to the top of the cultural society. Nobody has a question about it. He's supposed to flip over. The two guys who know Jesus and see Jesus and follow Jesus. He's the most important. Look at Jesus. Come on, David. This title is kind of David. It is part of the motivation to know who you are. Just for a moment, you start to think about what the blind is like. Well, I don't know if I need to know, but what I'm very asking for is born out of who Jesus is. You know, if you ask of the two disciples, it's born out of who they are and what they are. You make up the right What about the two? One of the biggest questions is born I'm going to just pull back the thing you were supposed to say to Jesus. People are saying, what do you want to do? What's this to be doing about this class? For people that are following Christ. What if I were to come to the house and marry my birth brother with the disciples who do that? But I'm primarily doing something who you want to do. 
to become more fully human as one who is saved
that is just a summary of that. There's also a part of that too. So we're just going to ask you to really help me to come into that. Okay, we have to do it. And if it was uncertain, that we're not sure what to say. And you think you're going to be invited by God to continue to share that with you. And so also going to try to talk about this. And I wasn't sure what to say to you. Would you pray that I would be there? So it's just going to be kind of one of the things we want to do. It's like, I'm going to try to 